0: We talked on it specifically, All I Want for Christmas kind of being a driving force behind like its staying power. There have been some estimates that I found online that Mariah makes about $3 million every year just from that one song.
1: That's crazy. It's the holiday season. Chestnuts <laughs>
0: roasting on an open fire.
1: So if our little terrible singing didn't give it away, this week we are going to be doing one of our annual holiday episodes because it is December and Hanukkah I believe starts today as of the day of recording and Christmas is coming up.
0: I know Christmas shopping is in full swing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Have you gotten me anything? Because I haven't gotten your gift yet.
0: Wow. How dare you? I haven't gotten yours either.
1: Phew. Okay, that makes me feel better.
0: uh, I don't know. But the other thing that's in full swing is Christmas songs.
1: Well, some people have been listening since literally beginning of November.
0: Yeah. So we're at like peak up until, you know, we're peaking all the way until Christmas pretty much.
1: Just out of curiosity, when do you start listening, if ever, to holiday music?
0: Whenever I get... Like actively listening or just hearing in the abstract? Actively. Whenever I get home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Honestly, probably like Christmas Eve, maybe. Yeah, but,
1: I, I was going to say Christmas Eve Eve.
0: But that's not really by choice. That's just because I travel home and my mom is playing it. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, I can't really escape it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, before we actually get into this week's topic, let's just go through some music recs. So the first one that I have is Leave Me Alone by Fred again and Baby Keem. I can't stop listening to Fred again. I'm just in an EDM kick, I guess. And I think it's going to continue for the next couple months. I don't know
0: what happened, but he actually popped up on my release. That that song popped up on my release radar this week. So maybe we're spending too much time together together or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know.
1: The next one I have is Thick by Shy Girl and Kosha. It's also kind of EDM-y. And then the last one, I was going to just bring a little holiday-esque song, although it's kind of sad, unsurprisingly, when I tell you the artist. But the song is called So Much Wine by Phoebe Bridgers. She has a couple. That's, that's not a new song. No, it's not new. Oh, okay. No, I just wanted to bring a holiday song that Sorry, I was listening not that, to. Sorry,
0: n- not that all our music wrecks have to be new songs. I know I've Old songs.
1: Yeah, no. I just kind of wanted to give some different holiday ones, and obviously all the ones that we're going to be talking about today.
0: You know, I should have done that. Maybe by the end of the episode, I'll I'll pick a random holiday one.
1: Exactly to wreck.
0: But I guess so preface that then i only have one music rec this week Boo. this week it's i a, thought you
1: said you were gonna listen to more mu- more music for your spotify wrapped next year
0: i am but it, it's not 2024 yet so my my wrapped data has not begun you should know this because we did a spotify wrapped episode hashtag shameless plug Okay, go ahead. It's a new song by Green Day from their soon-to-be-released new album, which is coming out in January.
1: Okay, what's the song called? Uh,
0: But the song's called Dilemma. I haven't heard it yet. So they just released it the other day. It's it's Green Day. Yeah. You know, if you like it, uh, people know I like rock and stuff.
1: They said that their new album, They're Ready to Be Political Again, which the first song that they released from this new album is The American Dream is Killing Me. So I expect... More political songs. More
0: like that, like old school, like American Idiot and Mm -hmm. stuff.
1: Wake me up when September ends, Mm -hmm. etc. I'll check it out.
0: So I guess, do we want to rotate into the actual topic for today's episode?
1: Yes. So put your elf hats on. Put your elf on the shelf on the shelf.
0: Put your elf Will Ferrell costume on.
1: Yeah. Put all of your holiday, light your menorah, put the little nutcrackers out. Because it's time to talk about holiday music. Christmas albums and music have been kind of immune to the decline in sales that has hit the music industry pretty much after CDs stopped being like a thing. So it's a widely known fact in the music industry that album sales have been dropping pretty much since streaming services and iTunes became a thing. Pretty
0: much, Yeah, iTunes and the iPod have kind of were what kicked off like that decline.
1: Mm-hmm. But artists and the record labels have learned that they can cash in on a very big payday by selling Christmas or holiday albums, especially because a lot of the songs they would cover are part of the public domain. So that means that they don't have to pay the royalties anymore.
0: Yeah. Essentially, it means the copyright of the song Mm -hmm. has expired.
1: And that's usually around 70-ish years or after an artist's death. But surprisingly, a lot of the big Christmas songs are still not public domain. So you would still have to get the copyright Mm -hmm. regardless. Yeah,
0: 70 years after the artist's death.
1: Right. Regardless holiday albums are super lucrative and so we are here to talk about that Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so i guess kind of to jump into that i wanted to kick us off by like what ways i could think of artists cashing in on the christmas craze per se okay so, the first one, which this is not small, but something I've noticed, especially more in, like, the last, like, decade and, and recent years, is, like, Christmas TV specials. Okay. And th- those have always been a thing, like...
1: Like a Charlie Brown Christmas was probably originally a TV special, right, I think?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is a TV special. Yeah. Uh, but I guess I mean, like, music
1: Mm-hmm. tv
0: specials and again those have been things because like back in the olden days like before they even could like record television shows and it was just live tv yeah like, there'd be music performances like and american Bandstand type stuff yes exactly and all that hop- popped up during christmas but like someone's nowadays there's like barry manilow's a very berry christmas Love. you know, with his music and his like christmas music i heart radio's jingle ball but that's
1: a concert or is it also
0: televised it's televised
1: oh i didn't know that
0: and then like the cma country christmas and Mm -hmm. stuff so like those are like artists kind of jumping in can perform and and, like get their name out there by like playing christmas songs
1: right and a lot of times they'll combine like the bigger artists that you would already know Mm -hmm. so like this year's jingle ball had like olivia rodrigo i think Potentially like Niall Horns. I saw, like yeah,
0: uh, I saw him on there. Yeah. But like really kind of the the main thing, what we're going to be talking about today is holiday albums. Okay. Artists have been releasing their own holiday albums. And these are usually mostly covers of classic Christmas songs with some originals thrown in. Mm -hmm. from time to time Mm -hmm. and people that instantly come to mind for me when i think of christmas albums or bands that put out christmas albums i think of michael buble
1: okay Uh, obviously uh, his is so good
0: and i i think he has a couple now
1: yeah i think he does too actually
0: and this band i don't listen to them because i'm not big into acapella but pentatonic yeah they've released like half a dozen holiday albums at this point. kind of
1: seems like that's the type of music that they
0: you know, I'll I'll get in into some deeper info on them specifically later. Uh, I think
1: of like Bing Crosby, Nat King Cole.
0: Well, yeah. So you think of like all the classic Christmas yeah. songs and stuff. But well, I,
1: and then the the big one, obviously, Mariah Carey. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So that's the one I really want to touch on. Obviously, her album, Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. is a standout. Oh, yeah. Among like, it, you know, it's kind of, especially in recent history.
1: I wonder if the whole album would have been a standout or if it's just the one song.
0: It's all. It's all both. of it? Yeah. It's really good. Like it was like a, kind of like this perfect storm okay. of like her stardom and jumping in on this craze and stuff.
1: Well, so tell us about the album.
0: Well, so like you, like you were prefacing, she had a couple standouts from... album which i think everyone probably knows the big one all i want for christmas is you of course she also had christmas baby please come home Mm -hmm. another original those are kind of the two big ones and these original christmas songs are the real cash cows yeah and so like for artists if they can make something that becomes like a christmas hit then it just goes huge yeah like it's money in the bank and we'll get into some of those details later
1: one fun fact about mariah carey's merry christmas and i don't know if you saw this when you were doing your research but apparently she put this out kind of early on in her career
0: she did it was like at the peak of her career
1: yeah which usually people put out their holiday albums when they're kind of on the decline and so she was nervous and she wasn't sure if she wanted to do it but
0: she definitely helped she was actually the one that proposed to her management to do her management oh really was was like wait what i thought it was the opposite they were nervous about it yeah they didn't know if they wanted to take the risk yeah interesting. I, i know what you mean like artists releasing holiday albums it's like wait, what kind of thing. It's the same as, I
1: think that- Well, I don't think it's a wait, what. It's a, yeah, of course. Well,
0: no, it's it, like at the time, it was like, a oh, like, because their career was mm-hmm. on the tail end. It's the same nowadays as like artists doing shows in Vegas. Yeah, like residencies. Having residencies. I do think that trend is changing a little bit now that so many artists realize how much money they can make.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Now it's like- Christmas you, music. You should make a so Christmas that album. It's not
0: the same thing where it's like, you wait till the end of your career to do it. She's honestly probably one of the ones that shifted that mindset.
1: Mm hmm. So let's just get into a little bit of the background information. So when did holiday albums even become a thing? We're not going to deep dive on this because we did talk about this a little bit in last year's holiday episode. So go check that out if you're curious. Mm -hmm. But so most Christmas songs that were before the 20th century came from religious backgrounds, right? And Mm -hmm. then in the 1930s through like the 1950s, Christmas music experienced kind of a renaissance. It started with the Great Depression and it brought a stream of US songs that didn't necessarily sarah lee mentioned like the christian nature of the holiday but rather more secular themes from like western customs so like santa claus the christmas tree snowman rudolph it
0: kind of cor- corresponds with like the commercialization of, of christmas. christmas and since and, and like focusing more on the holiday spirit g- mm-hmm. gift giving mm-hmm. and you know taking time with family
1: yeah So some of the early adopters, like I said, Bing Crosby is one of these bigger ones with White Christmas released in 1940. Mm -hmm. Another big one was John Mathis. He had been making holiday albums since 1958. So these are some of the early, early adopters. So we already answered this question, but why are artists still making holiday albums? Really, it's just the money. Holiday albums are very profitable and people really crave a sense of tradition and culture and familiarity. And so that keeps listeners coming back to the same Christmas canon of about 50-ish songs. Mm-hmm. Every single year, you're going to hear White Christmas. Every single the year, Christmas you're going to... song. Yeah. Jingle Bell Rock, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Santa Baby, etc.
0: Yeah. That still just kind of blows my mind that these songs only really are listened to for a very short period Mm -hmm. during the year, relatively speaking. And they can just generate so much money in that time because of how much they're played.
1: Another thing is, again, going back to the money, it really helps boost the Q4 slash like end of year sales. Mm -hmm. If you didn't have a great year, if you didn't put out a lot of big music, but you still have some contractual obligations to fulfill... Holiday album is a great way to do it.
0: I didn't even think about that, that like some people are obligated to...
1: Well, yeah. So if you, for example, used studio time and you haven't paid it, like in a sense. So if you're kind of like an up and coming artist and the holiday album is a way to get some of that cash back. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... Time has proven that it's very, very lucrative.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I... I know a lot of figures on holiday albums are like out there, like how much... You know, money people have made, but it's kind of hard to track just the general profitability of holiday albums compared to regular albums.
1: Right. That makes sense.
0: Like a lot of it kind of, co- some of it corresponds with like how big the artist is. It also goes like with how big their holiday album is. But there's also some people that kind of like transcend their stardom in a sense. Like their holiday albums do better than their regular albums.
1: What do you, who would be an example like that?
0: So I want to bring back up. Pentatonics okay a very successful band like in their own right I'm not are they uh, like who listens to them I, I'm not an cappella guy so I don't listen to them but like, sorry
1: listeners if you're a pentatonics fan
0: but they've sold millions of copies of their albums okay but this is why I wanted to bring it up because I found an interesting figure so their one album self-titled album Pentatonics was released in 2015 it has 500,000 copies sold okay. One of their Christmas albums, that's Christmas to me, was released around the same time. It was actually released a year earlier, roughly a year earlier in 2014. It has over two million what U.S. album sales. That's so crazy four, four times, times as much.
1: That's crazy. Actually, like, actually a little over.
0: They, like they've had successful album sales in regular album sales, not just holiday ones. So like, yeah, but this is they've survived some sense like the album decline. But yeah. their Christmas ones have sold better
1: that's interesting so
0: it's it's just like it's something i wanted to point out it's an interesting trend like Mm
1: -hmm. famous
0: bands can do potentially better sales than their normal music with christmas albums Mm -hmm. which is crazy to me
1: i mean i wonder if the pentatonix thing again it's like what i was alluding to earlier their type of their musical style i feel like kind of lends itself particularly well to holiday music because think about carolers it's a group Mm -hmm. of people like usually think of just singing acapella. Mm-hmm. It's kind of maybe those people that are more traditionalists, this helps them um, be modernized with the music that they're listening to while still kind of going back to the roots of holiday music.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I definitely could picture that. Yeah. Two other standouts I wanted to point as far as like kind of sales figures and potentially how much money they make off uh-huh. of theirs. I have to bring up Elvis. Oh, yeah. Um, the Elvis Christmas album is the highest selling <laughs> christmas album of all time
1: oh wow 17
0: million copies in the u.s over 20 million worldwide it's just crazy like i mean obviously he was a global icon like he sold millions of all his other albums blue
1: christmas was an elvis one right
0: it's like a remake of the original the other one i wanted to bring up mariah carey's merry christmas yeah as we always already touched on she sold over 15 million copies of it worldwide wow so and we talked on it specifically, All I Want for Christmas, kind of being a driving force yeah. behind like its staying power. There have been some estimates that I found online that Mariah makes about three million dollars every year just from that one song. That's crazy. It's obviously most of that's coming from Christmas time, but like that just shows Kind of like the point we said earlier, if you can make a hit that has staying power and kind of joins, like you said, there are kind of like those 50 songs. Yeah that people can instinctually think of as Christmas music, this is now one of them. Mm -hmm. So it's just played every year, every year. And it just rakes in money year after year for her.
1: Well, it helps, too, that she was a co-writer of this song, so she doesn't have to pay for royalties.
0: I guess, yeah, that's something I forgot to say. The real money isn't necessarily being the one that performs it, it's being the writer. Yeah. because Just because you're the performer of it, if you're not the writer, you don't necessarily get those royalties, Mm -hmm. or at least all of them.
1: Okay, so... I kind of just wanted to go through what do we think makes a good holiday album? Because obviously Mariah Carey knew something about making a good holiday album. Yeah. So this is kind of some of the things that I think would make a good album. And you can tell me if you agree or not. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think with All I Want for Christmas, as an example, a brand new song that becomes a classic holiday staple, if you're, and this is hard, this is going to be really hard to do this, but I think that is like the key to making a really good holiday album.
0: Yes, for sure. But like, that's the thing, even with Mariah Carey's, it doesn't become a classic instantly. No, it definitely doesn't. It was featured in Love Actually years after the fact, and that, and that was like, a big Christ- holiday big movie christmas movie and yeah. like that's kind of the thing that like fully cemented its mm-hmm. legacy. Yeah. So like you got to have a little bit of luck in there too. It's to no, like 100% for your song. but I agree you need it to be catchy.
1: Yeah, and one thing that I just kind of we already touched on but I just wanted to drive this point home. So recording an original holiday song really can mean a lot more money to be made than you know, a cover song. Mm -hmm. So if an artist wants to record it, you can make money off of it in the form of publishing royalties, again, for a very long time. If you recorded it, but you didn't write the song, you're not entitled to the publishing royalties, but you will get what's called mechanical royalties. So what that means is if it's put on a CD or an album, every time that it is, that it sells or is streamed, you're entitled to money.
0: Okay. So not as much as like if you were the writer right. of the song.
1: And then there's also this thing called performance royalties. So every time a song is played in a store, a mall, a bar, restaurant, or on the radio, the artist, record label and the song's publisher earn performance
0: royalties. Mm-hmm.
1: So these this is why it really, if you can make your own, you'll go a lot longer than doing a cover.
0: Yeah. 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 Cover of like one of the
1: Orig- like, big holiday songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, some examples of these really good original holiday songs. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. And then this one, because this one has been covered so many times, is Last Christmas by Wham.
0: I don't know if I know that one.
1: Do, 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 do. The 80s song. Last Christmas, oh, i give you Yeah, love. that
0: one. Okay, yeah.
1: It's... Solid. And I don't like 80s music, but this is a good 80s song. I
0: know, okay.
1: I was going to say, I'd be really surprised if you didn't know. Okay. Another thing that I think makes a good holiday album is just having like powerful showstoppers of singers or someone that can do like really bluesy melodies. So Mariah, basically. Well, yeah, her. But I was also thinking like Ariana, Kelly Clarkson, Demi Lovato. Mm-hmm. All of those are powerhouses. They're going to sound good pretty much regardless of what they sing, as long as they can make it sound slightly different than the original.
0: Yeah, because Christmas music, like... It is, you need that, like, mm-hmm. voice to carry the song, I feel like.
1: As far as the bluesy ones, Michael Buble and Elvis, it just, if you're, like, wanting to cozy up with a blanket and hot chocolate or whatever, that bluesy voice. You definitely voice, listen
0: to Buble then.
1: Yeah, it sounds nice. Bublé blanket it's, it's, like, comforting, vibe. yeah. And then I think that this will be a new commercial trend, and I've already started to see it, and this is just kind of, like, selfishly, I want to hear more of it, but... Covering the classics, but make it EDM.
0: Yeah, that's, that's funny.
1: I mean, I think it... I'd be about it. Yeah, I think it can... I already put it in some of my playlists. We'll see what my family says. If they're just like, what are you playing?
0: So are there some big, like, EDM Christmas songs already?
1: There's some pretty solid ones. So I have four. Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike. Okay. Battle, Cause and Effect, Jingle Bells Remix. It's Christmas Time by Aztec and Aunt Jemmy. And then First Christmas by Drama. Okay, So I'm going to be looking for more during the lead up to the holidays because I had a lot more fun just listening to new songs versus the typical, like I like the ones that I listen to every
0: year, but. You heard it here first, four more music recs for you. Exactly. In the EDM side of things.
1: Exactly. But I know you looked into some of
0: the like greatest of all time
1: holiday albums. So you, do you want to go through that?
0: Yeah. So I have the top 10 based on Billboard rankings. Okay. And there's not necessarily the sales like w- with like Elvis having the most number of sold copies. But number one, a Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay. Obviously from Charlie Brown. Number two, Christmas by Michael Buble. Okay. Buble. Buble. Number three. Merry Christmas by Mariah Carey.
1: I'm kind of surprised she made number three and not so, number one because it's, p- it's by like right? plays and I don't know exactly what else. Streams and yeah, all that Yeah, they take stuff. into account. Yeah. It's a very specific.
0: I still think there's like an older generation that keeps some of those older albums up there in mm-hmm. sales, but oh, like slowly we're going to see them shift off. Mm-hmm. Number four, A Fresh Air Christmas by Mannheim Steamroller. Okay. Number five, Christmas. By Mannheim Steamroller. The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. Everyone knows. Nat King Cole. Well, and the actual, the Christmas song. Yeah. Chestnuts roasting. That's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Number seven, Noel by Josh Groban.
1: I am surprised that this one was in top 10. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. He's,
0: He's big with like our parents' age and stuff like that.
1: Maybe your parents, not mine. Not
0: well, Yeah, not your parents specifically, <laughs> but yes, my mom and grandma are Josh Groban fans. Matter of fact, number eight, these are Special Times by Celine Dion. I actually didn't even realize she had a Christmas album until we were doing research for this. I didn't even know a bunch of these people had like Christmas albums and songs <laughs> until I was doing research because I don't listen to Christmas music that much. Mm-hmm. Number nine, A Very Special Christmas by... Lots of artists.
1: Yeah, so I thought you've heard, you've heard, the story of one? yeah the story of this one was really cool. So some of the artists that are featured in the very special Christmas album, and this is the first one. They've since had a couple extra albums, but mm-hmm. there was Madonna, Sting, Stevie Nicks, The Pretenders, Whitney Houston, U two, Bob Seger, The Pointer Sisters, Run DMC, Bruce Springsteen, and his E Street Band, just to name a few. Which is crazy. I know
0: that's like. Those are huge names for the time. Mm -hmm.
1: So the cool thing about this one is that all of the profits for this album went to a charity to support funding for Special Olympics. Mm -hmm. And basically, the first album was so successful that it spawned 10 more, plus a 30th anniversary re-release. And collectively, the program has raised $145 million and helped more than 110 local Special Olympics programs, primarily in Africa and Asia
0: that's crazy mm-hmm.
1: and the thing about the special olympics programs that it has helped it's not just the actual olympic event but it helps with like day-to-day programs so it helps mm-hmm. people like people like with local programs local programs ones.
0: Mm-hmm. and that's pretty cool
1: one thing that i saw that was particularly interesting so there's this guy named andrey pidvarko and he's the president of special olympics in ukraine he says that the program has been a reliable source of funding for more than two decades and with the russian invasion of the country in february it's never been more important yeah so it's just like cool that and also i was wondering if they called it a very special christmas because the charity was special olympics. oh i
0: didn't even i didn't even think that yeah.
1: yeah so the i'm trying to remember who it was that set up this this um, album but he was saying that he didn't want to see a dime of it Mm -hmm. he wanted it all to go to charity
0: that's wild that for 20 years Mm -hmm. it has been like driving funding like again that just shows the incredible staying power like christmas songs have
1: yeah and And i think this really like captures the holiday spirit so like
0: the giving spirit mm -hmm. yeah
1: i think it should be less about gifts and more about giving to your community, honestly. Mm -hmm. And like capitalism really, and this is going to take us into like uh, another rant that I'm not going to go into, but capitalism really has been driving the holidays to become just like a cash cow spending time. And like, it's nice to think that some people are like trying to bring it back to the origins to the
0: actual spirit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although
1: again, this was, this was an album that was like from the eighties. So back in then yeah you know it was less commercialized and now it's like even more so so
0: yeah i guess to segue that back to the list that was number nine on the list number 10 miracles the holiday album by kenny g Mm. and then on their list again i wanted to pop up like a few of the other standouts that i was surprised that the christmas album by elvis it was number 16 on their list 23 bing crosby's white christmas okay and twenty six for you in sync.
1: I love this one. Home for
0: Christmas. This
1: one is my probably my favorite holiday album.
0: Yeah. This list like there's more. I, I can't cover them all. Pentatonics, as I said, they and Trans Siberian Orchestra. They had I think a, a couple entries on mm-hmm. the list. But yeah, I know. So these are all like older albums. Not yeah. necessarily old, but not. Not recent. I know you have some of this year's holiday albums.
1: Yeah, so I do have some suggestions if you want to listen to some new holiday music. Mm -hmm. So Cher actually put out her very own christmas album it's her first holiday album ever and it's just called christmas by share fun fact though with this album there's a song called dj play a christmas song which made number one on two billboard charts really yeah and with this song according to billboard it marks the seventh decade where share has had at least one song at the top of a chart
0: that's wild seventh right? decade
1: yeah yeah it's
0: kind of crazy. So, minimum 61 years.
1: Mm-hmm. So, the other one that I wanted, there's a couple more. So, there's Essential Christmas by RuPaul from if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, okay. the host. Okay, the next one is Home for Christmas by Hannah Waddingham. This one had really good reviews in one of the articles that I was looking at. So, recommend this one. Mm hmm. Christmas Wish by Gregory Porter. Okay. This one was kind of like the offshoot, like they're really doing a Christmas... It's an EP, but very surprising. Just a Dirtbag Christmas EP by Weedis.
0: Wait, really? So you
1: know, they're the ones that do like the, I'm just a teenager. Yeah. So... It's just surprising that they did this.
0: Their Dirtbag Christmas. That's funny.
1: Yeah. And then the last one, this is just, I really like this country music artist. So I wanted to plug his Merry Christmas from John Party by obviously John Party.
0: Okay. I wonder if he's going to be at the CMA country Christmas thing.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. So yeah, those are my recommendations as far as new holiday albums for this year.
0: Okay. So Before we close out, I kind of had a fun thing that I wanted to do. Okay. And obviously, All I Want for Christmas, that's like the one everyone knows of and kind of not not gets annoyed at, but kind of gets annoyed. Oh, people definitely get annoyed. it's overplayed so much Mm -hmm. during the holidays. I kind of wanted to predict like what is going to be the next All I Want for Christmas. The next like... Oh, that's going to be difficult. Kind of like Christmas, new Christmas song to become a classic and join that like elite list of Christmas songs that are played year over year for okay. decades. So
1: from like the past 10 or 15 years potentially?
0: Yeah. So to do this, I started out, I, I made a list for us to go through. Okay. This is from Billboard's top holiday chart, Holiday 100. Okay. And I, because there's kind of like 50 songs that are mm-hmm. like the super big ones, I just went through the top 50 on current. Okay. Billboard Holiday 100 and picked the ones from recent years. Okay. Okay. And I'll go, I'll go through an order, starting from lowest on the chart up to highest. Okay. Snowman by Sia.
1: I haven't even heard that one. It
0: was It was at number 50 on the list. It was released in 2017. Okay. So since you haven't heard it, well, it's just, uh, it let's just... Let's say not it, it's that It's not going to be a hit. Next, at 43 on the list, Like It's Christmas by the Jonas Brothers. I've heard this.
1: I like the Jonas Brothers, so pretty much anything that they put out, I'm going to be a fan of. I thought
0: this might be your pick.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if it'll be my pig but okay all right at
0: 42 on the list you make it feel like christmas but the gwen stefani and blake shelton song also released in 2017
1: I'm not a fan of them as a couple, so I would probably just not like this song. So
0: not your pick either. Okay.
1: I don't Uh, like what Blake did to Miranda. All
0: right. All right. Fair. Number 38 on the list. I know you've heard this one, Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. This
1: one's the top contender.
0: This This one's really good. This one's actually the oldest song on the list of my list. Mm -hmm. It was released in 2011.
1: Oh, I didn't realize it was that old.
0: Number 34 on the list currently. I guess to... I forgot to say, this is all the current rankings. So this mm-hmm. could change, you know, week over week. Right, right, right. Number 34 on the list, Merry Christmas by Ed Sheeran and Elton John. I just a couple don't know years how ago. this
1: has escaped me. I didn't even know that they put out a song together.
0: That's funny. Neither did I. Okay. This was released during COVID. so Maybe yeah, that's why. That's probably why. Number 11 on the Billboard chart, number two on my list, Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande.
1: This one. This one.
0: You think this one?
1: It's either this one
0: or Mistletoe. Okay. All right. Well, I we got one more. So this one, this song's almost a decade old already.
1: The Ariana song?
0: Yeah. It was oh, released wow. in 2014.
1: Interesting. Which is crazy. It's a good song though.
0: So current ranking on Billboard, number 10, number one on my list. I guess number one, just because of the current. This yeah. This isn't yeah. my actual pick. Yeah. But Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson, released in 2013.
1: I think I'm just like not a big holiday like album person because i haven't heard this song but i saw really good reviews on kelly clarkson's christmas album
0: yeah so this is from her 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 debut christmas album Mm -hmm. you know the this was kind of like the standout song of that bunch so
1: so yeah my picks still stand it's either santa tell me by ariana or mistletoe by justin bieber uh, i feel like mistletoe blew up a lot but so did ariana's i don't know
0: yeah of this list i think Kind of only three are really in contention for, What's, for that. What spot. are yours? I would say "Mistletoe" by Justin Bieber, but that one is below my other two picks. Really, the other two: "Underneath the Tree" by Kelly Clarkson and "Santa Tell Me" by Ariana. Hmm. Of those, "Santa Tell Me" is my pick to be yeah. your next because it's too catchy.
1: Yeah,
0: and to me, it's really trying to not copy. Like I don't want to say that like that because that has like a negative. Connotation to mm-hmm. it, but like it's really trying to pull those vibes of all I want for Christmas.
1: I mean, Ariana has some kind of similarities to Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. I
0: in, don't in know what sense. I mean, they I mean, both, they both have, the have a vocal
1: have, range. Yeah,
0: and that goes into your thing. Like, what makes a successful mm-hmm. song? Like, yeah, Ariana They kind both of,
1: like have cool, like, cute pop star outfits that they like to wear, and I feel like that kind of would work with Christmas fits
0: 2014 was prime ariana time too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah i mean now not so much because you know she's not a girl's girl but... oh my
0: <laughs> gosh yeah but... yeah
1: mine's between mistletoe and santa tell me so i guess if we were to do a combined one it would definitely be santa tell me yeah
0: and it's funny because i actually saw like some writers online thinking the same thing like if there's gonna be a new one it's because we're kind of overdue for like a new one being added to list. it's been 30 years basically since all I Want for Christmas came out.
1: I'd love to see the next generation have like a different genre instead of something so poppy be like a rap song. or Oh, my gosh. Or, you know, a hip hop song or an EDM song. Yeah. I don't know.
0: As a Christmas song. We'll see. I don't know. We'll but, see. Yeah, my pick, I definitely think Ariana's is going to be that next one because like she's famous enough, like yeah. multiple generations know her. Our parents know who she is. Mm-hmm. So I that's that's my pick. That's who I that's what I think is going to be the next all I want for Christmas.
1: I guess only time will tell. So with that, we hope that this helped you guys get into the holiday spirit. I know we talked mostly about Christmas songs and not other religious songs, but we'll get there when you know, we'll do this every year. Yeah, I
0: mean, because those are really the ones that like drive the profits to artists. Yeah, mostly at least in current standing, because I saw there's like, Adina Menzel like did a Christmas and did, album and, and she's, she's Jewish, Jewish. exactly. Like, she's not the only one too, so it's like people are cashing in.
1: Barbara Streisand she also did a Christmas it's album. Perfect and also example, yeah. yeah.
0: Like so, it's not just holiday music. Like Christmas music is mm-hmm. dry, is like this huge cash cow, yeah.
1: For sure, for sure. All right. Well, with that, we do hope we are going to have a couple more episodes before the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So you will be hearing from us. But regardless, we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you have any songs that you think are going to be the next All I Want for Christmas is You, make sure to email us at educate.your.earbuds at gmail.com. You can also send us a DM on Instagram at educate.your.earbuds.pod. Threads, by the same handle and then TikTok at educate earbuds.
0: We also encourage you to get into the giving spirit by giving this episode a like and subscribing to our podcast because it really helps us. If you if you if you enjoyed this content and think we deserve it, we'd really appreciate it because it helps us bring like these random kind of topics to you week in and week out. You can rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon and pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Like you can
1: find us. Yeah.
0: And other than that, we hope you enjoy the holidays and really get into the giving spirit and enjoying yourself.
1: All right. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all.